your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Good evening. How you doing? Happy Wednesday, February 7th. I am Sandy Max. Thanks for joining me on What's on Tap tonight. We're a week into Black History Month, and Milwaukee Film has a Saturday night trivia event, an Eddie Murphy comedy, and other screenings for you to enjoy while connecting with African-American culture. Milwaukee Film's Diva Motley is going to join What's on Tap with your personal invitation to join in the fun. Celebrate a British invasion that happened 60 years ago. And the song you need to hear tonight won two Grammys in 1993 and has a Milwaukee connection. But first... Although I have continued my dry January into fit into my jeans February, I just may break my streak with a special microbrew this weekend. And it comes from my alma mater, Marquette University. And here is Marquette basketball PA announcer Mike Jakubowski with the introduction of our guest on What's on Tap. Starting for the Blue and Gold Brewing Team, the Director of Entrepreneurship and Finance, D'Angelo Alvarado. Welcome, D'Angelo. Welcome, D'Angelo. Thank you for having me, Sandy. It's a pleasure being here. It is a pleasure to have you, and you are unveiling a brand new microbrew affectionately it's got a simple name but it's a sentimental one for a lot of marquette fans it's an alumni it's called the beer can yeah um to start off i can give you a little bit of the background well yeah i know why it's called the beer can you can share with us why is it called the beer can so we know from the first time i got recruited to go to marquette a few of my family friends parents they remember the mccormick hall they remember 16th in Wisconsin. Exactly. Yep. They remember living in those square-shaped rooms. They were even more pi- yeah, triangular because yeah. the building was a complete circle. It looked like a beer can. And that was our inspiration. We wanted to stay on the exact same line of the 77 right off the national championship. And I think what else does Marquette speak about but the 53 years of existence that this building stood for? And so much happened in that building. The beer can building in McCormick Hall made such an impression. When I drove up with my dad to take the test to get tested into Marquette, my very first campus visit, I immediately pointed that building and said, I want to live there. And then you do the orientation. And I remember Father Stemper was who we visited with, and he used to feed the squirrels. And I got very excited. I said, I know exactly what dorm I will choose. I want to live in that one. And he gently said... That's the all boys dorm. It's like, oh, I guess, I guess I won't be living there. Okay. But it is, it is a place that saw a lot of life because all the freshman guys that I knew spent a lot of their time, not just studying, but playing vicious pranks on each other. Whether it was filling up an entire room with newspaper while somebody was gone for an hour, lots of uh, water and buckets over doors. There was a lot of uh, antics going on in McCormick Hall. So it, it saw a lot of life in those 50 some odd years. Well, that's something I missed out on. So, I mean, some of the, but you're keeping the legend going by creating this microbrew. But tell me about how this came about and what Blue and Gold Brewing really is. So it, it honestly is a venture outside of Marquette, but closely connected. And it's led by John Knapp, our uh, in- innovator, you could say, 
with the help of Casey, which is our project manager. Mm-hmm. They they team up to make this perfect partnership of you know student interaction and being able to bring in partnership from around Milwaukee. Milwaukee is filled with Marquette, you know, alma mater, and they really want to give back to the students. We were speaking offline about this. Once you go through Marquette, you live something that's spiritual. You you want to give back to the community, to society, and what better way than to empower students on learning more? It's a true experience, and so this is a collaboration, the Blue and Gold Brewing, of, like you said, business leaders, but also a student crew. So how many students... 21 and older, because this is a microbrewery, but how many students are there working with the different breweries? Uh, so we have a team of five right now. Mm-hmm. We have Stella, um, the graphic designer. She does everything from designing the posters to the beer can. She was really like the key factor into making this happen. And we had we had no creativity if it wasn't for her. And Stella's got a great eye for this. When you look at the beer can cream ale from Bloom Gold Brewing, it's it's subtle. You can see the McCormick Hall in the background, but this is very professional. Yeah. and Very she, professional. She's actually picked up by Carl Collective right now, another student venture within Marquette that's kind of helped pave the way for these students to have that experience that's so crucial before their career starts. So Stella's got the graphic design down. Who else is on the student team? We have uh, another journalism major um, there in you media. Go. That's uh, my Sarah. alma mater, Johnston <laughs> Hall. There you go. Exactly. Sarah <laughs> Richardson, quite a personality, has taught me everything I know about being on media, and she actually helped me right before this to prep me up a little bit. Give you some media coaching. Very good. And what's exactly. Sarah's role? Uh, she's everything communications and uh, you know just social media. She is that touch point of like how do we get this to the greater audience and how do we make them kind of want to try more, want to learn more, really. Well, and Sarah did a good job because this is exactly how I found out. I saw the beer can ale on social media and I jumped on like, who do I talk to about this? This is great with National Marquette Day coming up on Saturday. And then you're in the business school. Yeah, we have three students in the business school. We have, uh, um, excuse me, Lisa. Mm-hmm. She's uh, from originally from Italy and kind of has brought a new perspective on the team. I mean, really, she's taking care of everything website related Letting the letting the people know online where they can get the beer from retail locations to even winery not winers excuse me dine diners or anything along mm-hmm. the lines. So if you have any trouble, just look online and well, the website has all the locations and where you can pick some up. As well as we have Owen Crapman, uh, a peer of mine. We are both the sales team kind of partnership going on, and we were the ones that kind of was on foot going to these retail accounts and selling this beer talking to the store owners and seeing what they would like, what what they saw in last year's beer and what we could do to kind of bring this closer to them and how they, excuse me, by, by bringing it closer to them, I really mean we want to make sure the community, not only Marquette, but everyone can enjoy this beer. And this is real world experience while you're still in school. And that was what I valued about my Marquette experiences. First of all, getting in because it's all student-run media. I knew I could get what I like to say, get my hands dirty and find out if I'm good at it and if I really want to do it while I'm at school. And that was a real value. And then I started doing internships while I was there. So to know that Marquette has evolved since the 90s to really incorporate the business community, the business world, and you're getting that practical experience as a senior now before you move on. Yeah, I'm actually blessed. I mean, I had a little bit of a dream to open my own brewery in Guatemala. That's where my family's born and raised. And I I had the opportunity to go over the summers and I could see a lot of opportunity. There's no craft breweries in Guatemala that just doesn't exist. So after having this this unique experience, and I'm grateful for it, 
why not start something of my own? You're entrepreneurial. Well, we're going to find out what this beer really tastes like and how it's tied into National Marquette Day next on What's on Tap. You're listening to What's on Tap with Sandy Max on WTMJ. Thanks for joining me, Marquette alumni, Marquette fans. You know that sound. You hear it at the beginning of every basketball game. Well, this is a show to tempt your taste buds to toast to National Marquette Day on Saturday. There's a brand new special brew to enjoy. A simple name, but a sentimental name. The Beer Can is a special flavor created by Blue and Gold Brewing Company. And to tell us more is one of the collaborators who brought this beverage into being, Blue and Gold Brewing Company's D'Angelo Alvarado, who is also a Marquette student. It's What a fascinating project to be on. How did you apply to become one of the five students to work on creating a beer? Um, I had a beer in mind. Will Dales, we were both part of the sales program. And um, he really kind of led me along the path of like how to be risky with this beer. I mean, really, you need to kind of find something that is not going to be mundane like a normal light beer, but has a lot of flavor and passion that brings the people going. I mean, micro breweries have been scattered all throughout the United States since I think 2014. So if 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 I just had a little bit of guidance, we we were able to do a lot with that. And um. Yeah, Will Dale's really knocked it out of the park. All the three other alumni that have really created the first beer, the 77 Golden Ale, um, Connor, Jackson, and Gracie, all have moved on, done excellent things within the brewery business as well as sales. What a great training ground. Yeah, they've, they've really kind of pioneered the whole thing for us. Truly. So you worked with Good City Brewing, Broken Bat Brewing, and Gathering Place Brewing. Uh, Want to talk about the flavors, but first... Well, let's talk about the flavors and then how you can be the first to taste the new brew. What? How do you come up with the recipe? Um, we actually had a sampling with uh, the previous CEO of uh, Lining Kugels, Dick Lining Kugel. Wow. He was a previous alumni at Marquette, and he kind of gave us uh, the professional layout. There is a thing called a beer chart or a beer board where you kind of tell the brewers what exactly you would like, what what flavors, what aromas. And he taught us the five ways to sample a beer, the look, the taste, along three other lines. He gave us the correct path on making this beer the way we wanted to. Getting guidance from Dick Leinenkugel, that's, that's a heck of a mentor. Yeah, we, uh, we kind of landed between an Italian Pilsner, very similar to the Peroni, but different, of course, and a cream ale. And that beautiful mixture has created the beer can, as you guys will know, by tomorrow, hopefully, if you guys want to check it out. What's the tasting event? You're teasing us now. <laughs> uh, be tomorrow. the first to taste it. Where is it? Uh, it's going to be at Broken Bat Brewery in the Third Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's led by Tim Pauly, great other mentor of ours, to kind of like push us along the sales side, what a beer should look like, and what we should really look for in creating a product that is Marquette-spirited. And when does that happen tomorrow, Broken Bat Brewing? It's going to be between 7 and 9.30. Mm-hmm. We'll have all of the student body that has been behind the progress. I assume we're going to have the other two beer operators, um, the ones part of Gathering Place and Good City. Mm-hmm. Gathering Place is led by Joe and uh, Yardo. Excuse me if I'm butchering that. I'm really bad I think it's names. right, yeah. I've, I've met Matt Sizz. He's the head brewer over there. So, yes, right I asked him the same thing. Am I saying this correctly? <laughs> Thank you. Good people at Gathering Place and Good City and yeah, Broken Dan, Bad. Dan Katz is at Good City, and yeah. he's done great things, as well as the lead brewer, which has helped us throughout the whole way, taking videos inside the Good City room. His name is Dane. What Dane. a valuable experience for you and the other students to get networking and this practical experience with this beer so now you've tempted our taste buds if we can't get to broken bat brewery tomorrow night 
That's not your only chance. It's Friday is when it hits the stores. Yes, correct. Um, you can check our website online to see all locations. We have connections with Woodman's, Otto's, Ray's, and Wauwatosa, even nearby Wisconsin, nearby Marquette campus, excuse me, mm-hmm. the Avenue, in and out all throughout. If you want to go to Major Goolsby's before or after the game, they have it there, too. Just look on our website, and you can make sure you get your hands on this beautiful four-pack that we curated. And Saturday is National Marquette Day. There's going to be a big game at Pfizer Forum. You'll be serving it there, too. Yeah, we uh, were lucky again to go into Pfizer. It was a little bit of a hassle getting in there. But as that's all called things, a business challenge. Exactly. It's <laughs> all things you need that. And that's something that I really applaud the team. We, uh, we weren't giving up. We really wanted to be a part of this, and we wanted Pfizer to also be a part of this. Something that the alumni told us last year, the four team members, was looking around at National Marquette Day and seeing every one of their peers having a having a sip of their 77 of a product they created. And I think I can I don't want to speak for my peers, my student members, but we wanted something like that too. We wanted to be proud of the the product product we created and we wanted to be proud of being Marquette Braun. Love it. And D'Angelo, there's a public service angle to this beer project. I'll ask you about that next on What's on Tap. Right on. Thank you. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. And when you talk about What's on Tap, sometimes you talk about beer. And on this occasion, Blue and Gold Brewing Company has a brand new specialty beer out called the Beer Can Cream Ale. And if Blue and Gold Brewery sounds familiar... If you're a Marquette fan, that might be why. Uh, Blue and Gold Brewing is a project that merges business leaders in the brewing industry with a group of students so they can develop and get real-world experience in business. And we have one of those students right here in the studio, D'Angelo Alvarado. Welcome, and thank you for sharing with us some of this creative process. And you'd mentioned uh, just how much work goes into this. On top of all of your schooling, when are you going to graduate? Uh, this May, actually. Congratulations. I'm really excited. Early congratulations. Thank yeah, you, you must be you. excited. And this is going to be a heck of a line to have on your resume to get you that next job. When you have this kind of experience working with entrepreneurs and being in this development process all along the way with other students. I guess it's just at the end of the day, it's the professionalism. If a student can, you know, eager up the courage to talk to these business leaders that were just in their shoes a little bit ago, that makes the difference. You know, the professional world, the corporate world, they respect people that, you know, have those common moralities, those values that I believe Marquette loves to, to breed. And that's why I've had an excellent time here. And this this is another opportunity as to how I can tell the story about how I made a cool beer with my friends. And it's I'm quite speechless, speechless, to be honest. And you just said one of the key phrases at Marquette. We say, be the difference. Yep. And this is one of those ways that you have walked the walk. So the beer can is a cream ale. Uh, The slogan is the can, the myth, the legend. Because we were joking before, if you missed that part of the conversation, uh, I went to Marquette when you could live in the dormitory that was called, nicknamed the beer can. It was McCormick Hall right there at 16th and Wisconsin, completely transformed with the new business school now. But there are many Marquette alumni who uh, fondly remember McCormick. And I will tell you that if you have uh, fond memories of the carousing that went on in McCormick Hall and you thought, what would a beer taste like if I was going to embody that? No, it's not going to smell like sweat socks and Cheetos and (laughs) old pizza and pranks. Uh, It is a delicious combination. And I love that you worked so closely with the breweries, um, Michigan-grown Chinook hops. Yeah, 
I mean, that was really, we kind of wanted to change it up. We wanted to do an IPA, but we got that idea to shut down <laughs> by the beer board. Um, it was probably the, for the best. The, a lot of people don't love. A little too love, adventurous, yeah, sure. Exactly. A lot of people don't love IPAs, but they love cream ales. It's a very drinkable beer. And I hope that you guys can all try it this weekend. And, you know, maybe stop by where the old McCormick Hall was, the old, the new business school, beautifully made. We would love for you guys to kind of reminisce on what was there and, you know, enjoy the, the future. And I'm looking at where you can get it. There is a list on bngbrewing.com. And I almost asked you, but I see right there, right across the street. I was going to say, hopefully Caffrey's Pub is serving it up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it is. You can uh, stop by tomorrow. There's a tasting event at Broken Bat Brewing Company between 7 and 9.30. Be the very first to try this new brew. Uh, but then it will be available at Discount Liquor, Pfizer Forum on National Marquette Day at Saturday's game, at Goolsby's, at the Mecca Sports Bar, Murphy's Irish Pub, uh, pretty much, and, and at Woodman's. So you can pick some up and give it to your favorite Marquette fan, the Beer Can Cream Ale. And and uh, D'Angelo, what are you looking forward to next? What's your next project now that you've launched this? Honestly, I'm just excited to live it, live it up, really, because these people, my peers of mine, and the beer board, we have worked very hard on this project to create to create something that's kind of will leave a bigger legacy than whoever we are. I think Dick Lining Google said, "Are you a brand in house? Or are you a house of brands?" and you know, that's that really struck me. I mean, how do I want to be my personal brand as well as this beer? We want to create something that maybe has a lineage, not just, you know, a quick little pop up of a beer. So that's something to resonate on. And I, I appreciate the guidance I've received. And I bet my my student team members feel the same way. Well, D'Angelo, thank you so much for coming by. Congratulations on being part of such a cool project. Uh, we are. Marquette. And uh, where are you off to now? You charmed me when you told me, like, I can stay till 630, but then I have to leave. Where are you going? We're going to the annex. Uh, I signed up for uh, bowling with the real estate team. I wanted to network a little bit, and I think they have a great opportunity tonight. So There you go. May you may you hit all strikes and spares. Thank you, thanks, Sandy. Thanks, D'Angelo. And now we go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Here is Jack Grau. Good evening. What's on tap with Sandy Max is back on WTMJ. Welcome back to What's on Tap, a show about culture and creativity in Wisconsin and around the world. One week into Black History Month, and I adore ways of making Black History Month accessible and fun as a gateway to learning and connecting. And that includes the events and screenings that Milwaukee Film has planned, including a trivia night on Saturday. Please welcome Milwaukee Film Community Programming Coordinator, Diva Motley, to What's on Tap. Diva, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you for joining me. Uh, you just heard a little bit of music that you might have recognized from the Boomerang soundtrack. Yes, yes, yes. It was nice. That is one of the films that you uh, are screening as part of the Black Lens Black History Month programming. And I, like you said, I think that that's a fun way where you're like, good Lord, Eddie Murphy has made a big impact in pop culture and and entertainment. And that's one way to celebrate Black History Month. What are some other ways that uh, you have planned throughout the month of February at Milwaukee Film? Yeah, so we actually have a shorts program, which was curated by our amazing Black Lens programmer, Marquise Mays. And um, it's a program that has a lot of short films that kind of are talking about preserving, archiving, and creating approaches for um, people to appreciate 
black culture and to for black people also cherish the traditions that we show through those. And um, another event that we actually have, another film, we're showing a black horror movie called Nanny, which is about a young woman who goes to New York City and she becomes a nanny for Upper East Side family. But then she starts seeing some cracks, some odd things that are going on with the family um, where obviously horror kind of comes in. And after that film, we're going to be having a panel with three amazing local filmmakers who actually do make uh, short films in horror. Uh, Brianna Taylor, Sean Powell, and Justin Goodman will be on our panel for that. Oh, that is great to use the films as a gateway to also introduce people to the creators here in our city. And I think Brianna was part of the big, there was a big uh, projection festival on Mitchell Street a couple of, uh, like back in September. So a real visual artist here in Milwaukee. So uh, interesting to hear how horror is also a way to celebrate, you know, <laughs> and bring yeah, people together. Yeah. But it's a, it's a way to bring people together uh, to, to get that adrenaline going, but also bring together that commentary about satire and certainly the uh the films that uh uh michael key not michael key you know who i'm talking about oh yeah jordan peele jordan peele excuse me yeah who you know kind of started got attention to this genre with that really smart horror that's thought-provoking oh yes yes definitely and that's kind of where the inspiration came for um marquise and i to find this film and also curating this talk back which also marquise will be leading the talk back which is going to be really fun and you know milwaukee film all of you who work there every single person on staff has such a passion for film and so i love that when you talk about when we when we chose this together the fact that you have those great collaborative conversations and and truly choose the films to watch and to screen and bring people together mm-hmm. what other f- yeah no i mean it's oh sorry no no just say what are you gonna say I was going to say, you know, it, it is fun to, at least like for me, to be around people that love film just as much as I do. And we, gotta, we kind of get to like nerd out a little bit with it. Exactly. You're, you're with your people. You know, it's like fellow movie fans of all walks of life. are. Oh, and that's the other thing where I feel like sometimes when we hear the phrase black history, some of us who aren't black don't know if we're welcome, don't know if, if it's a place that you know, that we're going to stand out or if we're, how we'll be perceived. And film brings everybody together and it connects people. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I, I know like with um, our black lens programming, we want people like now we don't, we not only want the black community to feel seen and heard and be able to relate to the stories that we are able to put on for the public, but we also want everyone else outside of, being black to appreciate and understand and also feel just as comfortable to, I guess, like in a way, like witness uh, what's going on. Sure. It's a window to a world that you don't necessarily live in. How else will you find out unless you have a really close friend in any culture, whether it's black culture or any culture film really can yeah. transport you there and tell you those stories. Are there any uh, documentaries that are going to be filmed or filmed that are going to be screening? Yes, actually. So we are showing a documentary called Invisible Beauty, which um, has a fashion revolutionary, which is about a fashion revolutionary, uh, Bethann Hardison, who has kind of pioneered modeling for black people. Um, She has been an inspiration for Naomi Campbell, uh, you know, 
other amazing people. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, like, so we're showing that documentary, which is kind of going through her life as a black model and what she has to face, but then also how has she fight for racial diversity in the modeling world really, and how that has kind of pioneered and really championed everything for the next generation of black models that we have today. And we know that models in, uh, really set the tone whether it's right or wrong, for what is perceived as beauty in culture. And inclusivity has certainly uh, expanded, but there's still room to grow in that. Yeah. And I noticed that there's a trivia night. That just sounds like a whole lot of fun. What can you tell us about trivia night? Um, actually, we unfortunately don't have a trivia night oh. this month. Yeah, so sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. I just, but it caught my eye. But when will you have it again? You just said not this month, but you will have another one. Yeah, we'll probably have trivia um, at some other point throughout the year, uh, but like maybe around the film festival over the summer. You know, summer activities. We want people to come out and be able to have fun. So maybe you know, just keep an eye out for that. Is there anything in particular that you are looking forward to? I know you can't spill any titles, but anything you're looking forward to for the Milwaukee Film Festival coming up this spring? Oh, I'm sorry. I have to keep my lips sealed. I figured as much. Everybody. It is one of the best fests ever. April 11th through the 25th, the Milwaukee Film Festival. So mark your calendars for that. And Diva, thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh, enjoy the Milwaukee Film Festival's Celebration of Black History Month. I hope you have some laughs at Boomerang and enjoy the other screenings. Yes, thank you for having me, Sandy. You're welcome. Thanks, Diva. Bye. And today is another milestone in music history. The arrival of the Beatles in America for the very first time. Why is that important? Find out next on What's on Tap. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. Nineteen sixty-four, sixty years ago, this band made it to America. I'm Sandy Max. Welcome back to What's on Tap, a show about culture and creativity in Wisconsin and around the world, from food to film to music. Tonight, it was this day, February seventh, that the Beatles arrived in America, landing in New York City on a plane basically mobbed by thousands of people who were waiting for them to land. And why really is this a truly important moment? Cultural historian Dr. Diana Bellscamper, she joined me last week to celebrate the Beatles' 60th anniversary of their very first number one hit, which you just heard, I Want to Hold Your Hand. And she also gave us insights on the very first Ed Sullivan appearance, which was February 9th of 1964, and how the Beatles felt when they landed in New York City on February 7th of 1964. Here's Diana. This was a turning point in global culture, in youth culture, in uh, popular culture overall, but it really signaled a, a shift um, generationally in the, the influence of who was dictating the marketplace, who was dictating um, the taste and style of um, really the the expression of a of a whole generation, and it might sound a little strange to say that happens in a two minute two and a half minute song, but it's a it's a signpost. It's it's very significant coming out of the uh, the mourning period after the Kennedy assassination. I mean, this was 
yeah, 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 and we can shake our heads and we can dance again. And it was it was sort of permission for um, at least the Western world, certainly, um, to to have fun again. And thus, cultural historian, you're right, putting it in perspective of November 1963 to February 1964. And you talk about culturally and just kind of the seismic shift. This was their first number one song, I Want to Hold Your Hand. That was February 1st, 1964. Well, it's February 9th, just a week later, that uh, they do this. They go on the Ed Sullivan Show. So what a heck of a booking for Ed Sullivan to have gotten the Beatles the week after Absolutely. their first number one song. Absolutely. And they were adamant that they did not want to come to the United States until they had a number one song. They had told Brian Epstein, we don't want to go there as as also rants. We don't want to go there as a novelty act. So they were adamant. They found out when they were in Paris that I Want to Hold Your Hand had gone to number one in the United States. And Brian Epstein had already signed the deal, um, obviously, months ahead of time, <laughs> yeah. um, for three appearances on The Ed Sullivan Show. And he just sort of quietly did that. And fortunately, you know, the stars aligned. It all came together. And when they arrived in, in February, in, on the 7th of February, they were blown away. They thought the president had arrived um, when they landed because of all of the people, the, the screaming and shouting. They couldn't imagine that it was for them, even though they'd experienced it in England already. Sure. And, you know, they they had a huge fan base in Germany, um, in France they had as well. But America was something that British artists had never conquered. And they were really the first ones. I mean, and to have such a major impact. But again, it was mass media. It was that coordination, that synchrony of magazines, of television, of radio, and bringing that all together with a huge baby boom generation. And in the 60s, it was the time of just network television. And like you said, newspapers and magazines and radio. It was a much smaller cluster of media. True, we, you know, you hear people digging on mainstream media now. Like, it really was mainstream. Like, those were your channels. And very tightly coordinated, too. Right. So to be able to crack that, you know, go Brian Epstein. Yeah. She is cultural historian Dr. Diana Bellscamper, a real music expert, and just has that kind of big overview that really puts things in perspective. 1964, also the year that the Beatles performed in Milwaukee. August 1964, the band played at the Milwaukee Arena. They were pretty much drown out by the screams of thousands of teenagers there. But it really is special to have been one of about two dozen cities that the Beatles played right at the height of Beatlemania when they arrived in the U.S. You can catch up on the full Beatles chat with Dr. Bell's Camper on the What's on Tap podcast, WTMJ.com. You can find it also on the WTMJ app and really wherever you like to get your podcast. Look for the What's on Tap podcast and catch up. Music fans hear a Grammy-nominated Tennessee song with a Milwaukee connection. That's next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. Hey, this is Steve Scafidi for Advent. I had some snoring issues that kept my wife up at night. That led to poor sleep and a lot of tired mornings on the radio, and nobody wants that, trust me. But it's simply, my nose wasn't working the way it should. I decided to go to Advent for a quick 30-minute visit, one of their great facilities, talk to a bunch of their doctors. They really put me at ease. After a really simple sleep study at home, in my own bed, they determined the root cause of my problem had to do with my sinuses and nasal passages in my breathing triangle. 
I didn't even know I had a breathing triangle until I went to see Advance. After a short procedure done in office, I'm back to breathing well, and my wife and I are both back to sleeping through the whole night. The best sleep we've ever had, that could be you. If you struggle with restless nights like I did, take the time to see how Advent can help. To find out how breathing well and sleeping well can make your life and your nights a whole lot better, go to AdventKnows.com, schedule an appointment today. Because Advent knows, when you breathe well, you live better. With inflation affecting so many families, the super affordable Mind Chef restaurant in Hartford is more popular than ever. WTMJ's John Mercure here. I love the Mind Chef. It's big food, big fun. And check this out. The Mind Chef has lowered the price on their Wednesday and Friday fish fry. The cod is all you can eat. It's just nine ninety nine. Now the shrimp, perch, and poor man's lobster are all ninety nine and all all you can eat. Don't pay sixteen to twenty bucks for a fish fry. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's just nine ninety nine at the Mind Chef. Wow. Build your own burger or chicken sandwich today with a pile of hot fries for under 10 bucks. Desserts are buy one, get one free. I love that. Every Thursday, buy one pizza, get one free. Order pizza today for your loyal employees and pick it up tomorrow. They're going to love it. Happy hour is 2 till 5 with half-price drinks and appetizers. The super affordable Mind Chef restaurant on Main Street, downtown Hartford, and just off the interstate in Oshkosh, Walk in today, enjoy the all-you-can-eat fish fry for under 10 bucks. WTMJ's Vince Vetrano here for Absolute Comfort HVAC. Worst time to start asking, hey, do you know an HVAC guy? It's when your furnace already quit on you. I've got your guy, Absolute Comfort HVAC. Brent and his team offer a full furnace tune-up for just $89, or do what I did, bundle that with the spring AC tune-up, $150 plus tax. That includes discounts on parts and equipment and no fees for emergency repairs. Absolute Comfort HVAC, they're your HVAC guy. AbsoluteComfortWI.com. Wealth-changing question. Are you keeping as much of your investment gains as possible? High taxes can erode returns quickly, so you need a tax-optimized portfolio. At Creative Planning, our money managers and specialists work together to make sure your portfolio and wealth are managed in a tax-efficient manner. It's what you keep that really matters. Why not give your wealth a second look? Book your free meeting today at creativeplanning.com. Creative Planning, a richer way to wealth. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blogs going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. Arrested Development. You know the name of the band, also a very funny TV show. But Arrested Development, the band, hip-hop trailblazers, and with it being Black History Month, if you think back to their presentation and their style, they really incorporated different African sounds and clothing, some of which you can see if you watch the WTMJ YouTube channel. We'll show you a photo from their Grammy-winning night in 1993 Arrested Development won for Best New Artist and also Best Rap Performance by a duo or group for this song. And uh, Arrested Development was co-founded by Preach, a rapper who was born right here in Milwaukee, went to UW-Milwaukee, UW and uh, you can hear him in this song. It's a place that he moved for a little while. Tennessee, <laughs> you're hearing it right here. It's the song you need to hear. Tennessee, 
Winning song from Arrested Development, co-founded by Speech, Milwaukee born and bred, also a UWM grad. Or not a grad, he went there for a while. But uh, every now and then, you can see him and his family selling corn at Summerfest and State Fair. It's Tennessee. What's on tap? The song you need to hear. I am Sandy Max. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Catch up on any of our shows on the What's on Tap podcast at WTMJ.com. News is next. Stay with us on WTMJ.